Welcome to Skills for Life, a podcast about high-demand jobs that are shaping future opportunities. This show is brought to you by the North Shore Schools Foundation. I'm Kira Dorian, your host and a North Shore mom. Let's get started. Today on the show, I am welcoming Diane Andolsack. She works at the University of Washington in the Master of Human-Computer Interaction and Design program. Diane, what an exciting field. I'm excited to get to chat with you today. And I'm excited to tell you a little bit more about it. Yes. Okay, you're going to have to start by even just telling me what I just said, because <laughs> I literally have no idea. So help me out. What, what exactly do you do? <laughs> So the Master of Human-Computer Interaction and Design program is uh, really focused on how people interact with computers and how computers are developed for, you know, either having people have a successful experience or a not successful experience. Okay, that is really cool. I love that, especially as someone who you might be able to tell is not particularly computer savvy. I appreciate that there's a whole world out there designed to make that interaction positive. <laughs> That's right. There's a whole world out there. I love that. So how did you get into this field? I have always been interested in the intersection of communications, technology, experience design, and after having worked as a recording engineer, worked as a photography and video production person, uh, was interested in education, I landed here at the University of Washington, really helping to teach the next generation of people who are pursuing that field of how people interface with computers. Wow. So this is a field that is kind of exploding, I assume. And and so I'd love to hear what you're seeing as this field is developing, transforming. How is it going to be changing over the next five to 10 years as our students are coming into it? Oh, I think there's so much opportunity here. I mean, just in terms of people really looking at research, you know, doing research to develop these better experiences. Uh, a lot of times products and uh, tools there's a lot of assumption that gets made, right? Like, this is how a person should use this thing, or this is how we think this person is going to use this thing. But there's a whole research component to the user experience with these things that you have to remember to ask the person, how do you use this thing? You know, and it's surprising what we learn when we watch people interacting with devices could be, you know, whether it's mobile apps or whether it's desktop apps or whether it's, you know, your smart speaker or any of that stuff, what you think they might be doing is not actually what they're doing. So right now, this is a an interesting field because it combines things like psychology and anthropology and computer science and software engineering and looking at artificial intelligence and the internet of things and driverless cars. And I mean, it's, it touches really everything that's going to be more and more coming into reality for us. Wow. So the more and more we're relying on not just computers, but devices and automation and all of that, the more necessary this field becomes. Exactly. Because what technology and products and tools are oftentimes developed without many voices in the room. And the idea is to not do technology to people, but develop technology with and for people. And that means you have to invite all of the different people that might be impacted by a particular technology, you know, to be a part of that development. Right. So how do they do that? Because I love 
I love this idea that it blends psychology with technology. I mean, that's a really cool overlap. So how do they even go about doing this? What's amazing about this field is that it takes in so many different types of disciplines. So, you know, you can be coming to HCI from uh, sociology, psychology, like I said before. Um, we have people that come in from neurology. I mean, it's just the idea is, you know, you're, you're trying to do things from a human-centered perspective. So the more experience you have with humans, that's really helpful. And obviously then if you're talking about, you know, products, there's also the intersection with like business, right? And possibly consulting services, you know? So you have to look at, is this a product that is useful? Is it desirable? Will people pay for it? So, you know, there's many, many different career opportunities to connect things. You know, this is a great pivot. This is a great, perfect pivot career for people who have learned to do other things initially and now can apply those principles to ACI. Wow. So I'm assuming you've got maybe people running the design elements, people running the focus groups for testing with actual humans. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the people marketing these products. You know, what other types of, of like the actual doing of the thing? You know, what are people who maybe have these different backgrounds, what are they actually doing once they show up in this field? Right, right. So it's it's a very interdisciplinary team in real life, which is why this is a also a very interdisciplinary program that we are running. You're taking computer scientists. They're sort of down at the end of the chain, if you will, because they're the ones that are going to build it. So you up at the front, you've got the product managers, the people who are going to own the vision for what this thing is going to be. And then you've got the user experience researchers. Those are the ones that are working with the humans to make sure that it's a human-centered activity. Then you've got the user experience designers, and they're the ones that start figuring out how is this thing going to work? How's it going to look? How's it going to feel? How's it going to work? And then that, you know, they work with the software engineers to actually build this thing and then test this thing. And then you've got your marketing people that come in and figure out how do we how do we talk about this thing? How do we make this a thing that people must have? So that's, you know, you've got so many people working together on these types of um, endeavors. That's an amazing visual. Thank you for creating that because that's really helpful for someone like me who, you know, just is not even at all educated on this field to sort of see, okay, this is the progression of how this works and here's all the jobs that are involved in that. That's that's really helpful. So if our students, you know, are listening and they heard one of those jobs that they went, oh, wait a second, that's cool. <laughs> I can do that. I didn't know I could do that. What do you think for these different roles? What what do students need to be doing right now if they're interested in this field and they want to get involved? You know, tell me a little bit about classes they should be taking if they're still in high school, degrees that they might want to pursue if they're going to university. Are there options for people who don't want to take the university path? Tell me a little bit about what mm, students mm. can be doing now? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, any of the, you know, you look at like Apple, you look at Nike, you look at New York Times Digital, look at the the big brands and what they're doing. That's an example, right? Then look at the schools that are really at the forefront of this. University of Washington, Carnegie Mellon University, Michigan State, I think, has a good program. There's a UC Irvine. So you can start poking around and seeing, well, what do these degrees require? 
look at big agencies like IDO. They do a lot of research to help people figure out everything from like how would a village in Africa be able to more effectively and efficiently gather water, right? Other than, you know, something that's really cumbersome and heavy. So there's a lot of different ways, you know, think about taking a taking a coding class, you know, do a coding boot camp. You can do a you can do a, a user experience boot camp. You can take a design class. You can, you know, so so many things and like a, a, since there's so much involved with humans, being being curious about sociology, psychology, that kind of thing, you know. And these are all um, undergrad programs as well. So you could actually go into HCI right from high school if that's what you wanted to do. And that's at University of Washington? The, the that's HCI at a lot program? of places. That's at a mm-hmm. lot of places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But certainly here. HCI is human-centered interaction? It's usually, sometimes it's called human-computer interaction, that HCI. And then there's also um, uh, human-centered design so and engineering. So some things are more design-focused. Some things are more engineering-focused. It's just, you know, where do your interests lie, you know? That's so cool. Okay, so tell me what you love about this field that, that you're working in. You know, what what can students look forward to in terms of the reward for being in a field like this? Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I think the the reward is that there's always something new. You're not going to be doing the same thing day after day. There's always going to be a new a new product, a new system, something that you know you're trying to. You're the next generation, basically, of designers, engineers, and researchers who can take the creative aspects of design and the study of human behavior and combine those with analytical techniques. So being able to do data analysis, that's super important too. That's the group of people who are going to develop the next generation of innovative, accessible products and technologies. So it's always going to be new. Hmm, I love that. Who do you think is the right student for this field? You know, what kind of qualities might they have as a, as a human being, as a student, as a learner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get asked that a lot. Um, and I think that the number one thing is being able to work uh, with a team of people, being able to interact with people who are different from yourself. So the other skills are technical skills. Great. You know, you can you can learn those. But the idea of teamwork and working in a respectable manner, good listening skills, communication. Like there's nothing better than a communications kind of background, frankly, to be able to articulate your ideas and have other people understand what you're talking about. Yeah. It's amazing on the show how much that has come up across every single field. Everyone has said that that communication piece is key, no matter (laughs) what the field is. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I appreciate you uh, reiterating that. Thank you. Diane, what a cool field that you're in. Thank you so much for bringing all of this expertise to the table today. Any final thoughts for our students? I just think that they should really take a look at this field. Take a look at um, human-computer interaction and design. Take a look at human-centered design and engineering. This is a way to do something really interesting and use your powers for good. Yeah, you know, check it out. I love it. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure speaking with you. And it was my pleasure to be able to describe this a little bit. We hope you'll join us again and remember to hit subscribe to be notified about upcoming episodes. 
Join the conversation on our Facebook page, Build Skills for Life. That's Build Skills, the number four, and then the word life. Are you interested in advertising as a sponsor for this podcast? Contact us at podcast at nsdfoundation.org. To learn more about the North Shore Schools Foundation, visit us at northshoreschoolsfoundation.org. Thanks for listening.